What's up, guy? What is up, guy? Welcome back to Josue. As I say, if you're new here, I am Josue, and this is what I have to say. Before we kick off this episode, I want to remind you guys to please like, share, subscribe, comment, do all the things as it does help out the community, the creators, myself, and the podcast itself expand. Today's episode, we got a former Maori, I don't know how to say that word, bro. Miami did uh, level education. Mayoral mayor city of Miami city mayoral of Ma- election runner mayor, up. There you go, runner up, runner and, up, and yeah, that's important. Runner up and current commissioner, uh, commissioner hopeful for <laughs> district number two candidate for commission. Candidate, yeah, candidate. Yeah, absolutely. Max Martinez. Max Martinez, that's me. What's up? Welcome on the to, pod, buddy, dude. I'm so happy to be here, especially after watching your content for almost a year now. It's been incredible to see you grow the way you have and. It's, it's inspiring, so thanks for having me. Thank you, bro. Thanks, thanks for the lube up. Appreciate I, it. No, I appreciate No, for <laughs> real, for real though. Didn't I hit you up saying that? No, you did, you did. I did. You've been following me for a while, and we've been following each other for a while, and I, I appreciate that. No, thanks. facts. You got to support your own. <clears throat> so, Max, <laughs> where, do, where do I begin? Where do you begin? Where do I begin? I guess, give me a little bit of background. We're both Miami boys. We're both from different sides of the railroad tracks. We are from very different Tell sides. Tell me a little bit about your background. Well, first of all, where do I sound like I'm from? Like maybe Ohio, like like, Idaho. Pero hablo español perfectamente. Wow. So my dad is an immigrant from Madrid. This is the type of person that you like talk shit about in Spanish and then you just don't know that they they speak Spanish. Which is why I'm an incredible candidate for this commission. Mm -hmm. Okay. But anyways, it's one of those things. My dad is an immigrant from Madrid. My mom is a white woman from Staten Island, New York. Wow. Talk about two different worlds. They were born on the same day of the same year, and they moved down to Miami in 1988. And my first memory from Spain, I, no, from New York, okay. when my dad immigrated, immigrated. over. Gotcha. Yeah, all of my I was born Tiger Tail Avenue, Coconut Grove, I'm Tiger Tail yeah, Avenue, like the iconic yeah. Tiger Tail Avenue. My first home in life and my first memory in life was Hurricane Andrew. You're me- what, what year were you born? 90. So I was... Oh, so you're okay? I was about to be two. I wasn't two yet. Do you remember anything about Hurricane remem- Andrew? Yeah. It's funny because I was like one and a half, but I remember being in um my uncle's house, like hiding in a bedroom somewhere or something like that. So that right there is just one of those things that you never, ever forget. Crazy, right? It, yeah. It's like you never forget that when you see it because it's so surreal. Um, but anyways, Coconut Grove. Then I moved to Coral Gables when I was three. Went to St. Stephen's and drove Grand Avenue, down Grand Avenue every day. I was privileged, you know, in terms of money, like, was not an issue for my family. My dad had a good job. Like, I got to play every sport that I wanted, and sports were my avenue to connect with anyone. Like, I believed in competing. So the way I made a name for myself was, like, dedicating myself to basketball and all this. Like, and that got me into sneakers and the whole, like, so it made me better, like, understand movements and stuff like that. But as I got older and I went to Ransom, I went to Ransom, which is a predominantly Jewish school. So I yeah. went. For, I just went from a, a mainly white Episcopal school. Are you? With, you're back on Jewish? Or no. No. Oh. But I went from a predominantly Episcopalian school, <coughs> whatever that means in, in terms of religion, you know, in yeah, terms of, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I just, not to be disrespectful— but to go from that to an all-Jewish school, 
like what well, like it's a big flip yeah okay so this is where it gets interesting and the culture From, itself is different it, well yeah but anyways i'm still in coconut grove mm-hmm from 7th to 9th for Ransom Middle and one year of Ransom High School. But I had switched to tennis because I saw more potential in my future to play professional tennis. I wanted to be a professional athlete at all costs. So when I wasn't allowed to leave Miami to go to a training academy, I said, man, what sport am I going to take to get to college? Like, I'm a fantastic athlete. I'm going to use this to get to college. Which one's it going to be? I chose football, so I never played it before, but all it took was raw talent, running, catching, just easy stuff. And I looked at Belen Jesuit and saw that they were sending guys to the Ivy League and all these great schools. And, and you know, I, I didn't know anything about Belen Jesuit. Uh, like, Are you going to bring up the elephant in the room, or am I? Uh, what? What, what what elephant in the room? What Castro el- and Belen. So that I didn't know all that going into it. I didn't. I didn't go. I'm not. When I tell people I graduated from Belen, they look at me in a way. But it's like I wasn't fully accepted. And I mean, I, a bunch of Cuban kids go to Belen. Like it's not. I don't so, think it's that big a deal to be honest. So four out of the si- last six Miami mayors. Three out of the last six. Yeah, Suarez Miami. went there too, right? For a little while, and then went to LaSalle, I believe. But anyways, it's um, it's a very politically heavy school. It, it, it has a lot of political roots here in Miami. It and breeds politicians. It breeds politicians, and honestly, when I was there, I had never been so culture-shocked ever. And when it comes to Cuba and Miami, I was truly introduced to it my very my, just my very first day. And I started to understand the complexities and the nuances of everything and, you know, understand all the suffering that people have been through and how it's carried over into the United States yeah. and, and how it plays such a role now and in, in, like, the decisions that are made, but both to influence people and, you know, to victimize. It's yeah. it's one of those things where right now I feel like that's a big thing that's going on within the city of Miami's government in terms of of power and them trying to take over, but they're trying to take over for for different reasons. And, and, and when you say they, I, I say they because you know, I, it, let's just say they all agreed that they didn't all agree that someone should be appointed. But you know, but we're talking about the commission. Yeah, we're so talking about for the people commission. that uh, obviously don't. Not exactly what, what you're referring oh, to. Oh, so what I'm referring to is um, the special election that has been decided to be held on f- Monday. Monday, the most convenient of days, bro. Monday, February 27th, like the shortest month of the year. Like <laughs> Monday, February 27th. What do you think? What's the... So, you know, we're... What's the end game, Max? Dude, we're, we're, we're 24 days out. We're ready to go we're you know just kind of re-navigating the landscape after 2021 um which was a crazy year but yeah man the cuban culture to me is something special and one that we have to preserve in miami and it's honestly one of the things that i feel like right now you know this government is somewhat using that still that leverage to you know make people feel victimized and the truth is, is what you see every day when you open your door is your everyday reality. 
like whether you voted for Ron DeSantis or Joe Biden, they had no influence whatsoever on what you look outside of and see that day. That was whoever planned that within the municipal government. Well, that's why they say local uh, local elections are the most important, right? Because it's your reality. But here we are, another off-cycle election year, another awkward date, and just another thro- to throw that into the mix now. Like, it, this, the way the government operates in the city of Miami, I mean, I believe that elections should be moved to, you know, election years so that it would be I mean, it fair. makes sense, right? Like, yeah. Why would you have it off-cycle? Because right now I've run in 2021 and 2023, and it, it's been tough to get people to support you no one's in the everyone's just finished with the political move So you're saying this is kind of just like you know a move to retain power to get people not to vote to not pay attention and then people just don't show up because it's not election year look at voter turnout it says it all it says it all it says it all and that's that's why this one has to be different because this is a this is a district of sixty thousand residents wow really in district two yeah man for 46,000 apartments and 16,000 single families. So before we continue, um, there's probably people that don't even know their district or there's people uh-huh. that want to know what district, what is, what is district so two So district encompass? two is humongous. It's humongous. And it's all the way down from Douglas and Grand Avenue and all the way through Coconut Grove through down to South Bayshore, but it goes so Gables, Coca, Coca, Gables, no, Coconut Grove. no, not Gables. Gables isn't part of the city of Miami. It's Coconut. All right, it, Gables it, is yeah. the city, right? It's yeah. Coconut. It's Coconut Grove, Brickle, okay, Brickle Key, downtown, Omni, Edgewater, Morningside, gotcha. Virginia Key. So you are in charge. Of a lot. That is a oh, lot, yeah. and M- Morningside Park is right now. All their neighbors associations are fighting with each other. Like these are people who need someone that is full time focused. And the seat that I would be taking is of Ken Russell's. And that was my next question. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I ask away. No, it was whose seat are you are you taking? Yeah, I no, know he was making his run for Senate or or Congress or something. Did, yeah, did he so get that? I didn't. I didn't uh, so stay. Ken Russell, um, Ken Russell is moderating a Sierra Club panel on Super Bowl Sunday at six thirty p.m. at Coral Gables Congressional Church, and he already endorsed one of the candidates that I'm going against, and he's moderating it. Do you understand, like, how wrong that is, like, to begin with? Like, how's that fair? It, well, the funny part is that he's always crying about the other uh, commissioners and how they run their game, and then he's out here, like... And then, you know, <laughs> like, look look what he did with the soccer stadium. He was the deciding swing vote in the soccer stadium, and Mr. I mean, I'm not going to go and call anyone nicknames. I don't like to use nicknames, but he, he really ran on an environmental platform and to rip up the only public golf course in the city of Miami and replace it with an MLS stadium that's going to use 18 games a year and put it right next to the damn airport sounds like um an only in Miami problem waiting to happen. Well, it's money, right? It, you know it, how Miami does it. But now we're letting it happen for the third time. People don't get involved. That's what I'm saying, and that's why I'm trying to get people to get out and vote. So I want to touch on the stadium thing a little later on. Yeah. But speaking of stadiums and arenas, I know you're a big Heat fan. Huge Heat fan. And it would be an honor to represent the district that has the arena in it. So speaking of 
uh, the arena. How do you feel about the FTX scandal that we're just uh, <laughs> witnessing? For people who don't know, I came up runner-up to Francis Suarez. I worked my ass off for 343 days, didn't get recognition. There was none of this attention like there is now. Whatever. Actually, I, before we, we dive sorry, into the FTX, tell, tell us a little bit more about um, your your candidacy for mayor. So and uh, I, I was really activated by 2020. I, I like that. That year changed all of our lives, right? Um, we really did introspection and said, what are we what are we going to do with the rest of our lives? Like, it's it was a moment that stopped us. Like, you either said, I'm going to do it, or you sat there watching everyone else do it, whether it was crypto, whether it was whatever. My goal was to become the mayor of the city of Miami and change that complacent culture of nepotism and the stuff that goes on. And what Art Acevedo got fired for saying is what I just call the Miami Matrix. It's the Miami Matrix because it's so intertangled and webbed between media and just government and money and developers there's there's so many things coming at you that to withstand that barrage for 343 days and you know try to process it at like such a young age like I lost at 30 I'm 31 now um I ran for mayor because the numbers told me that I could win 21,872 votes is what he won on in 2017 and all one of his second place was passed away. Third place had the same exact number as second place. Like to me, it smelled whatever. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like oh, he had the last same name. exact last number. Name. Same. No, 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 no. Like put it this way. The same person who funded those candidates last time funded ghost candidates in my campaign as well. Oh. Like no one could see a picture of Anthony Melvin Dutro anywhere. There was no... No one Googled him? Facebooked him? Literally on Ballotpedia, he didn't respond to anything. On the city of Miami clerk's office stuff, there was just no photo ID of him. There was absolutely nothing in the world. How do people get away with that? Uh, so it's one of those things no, that... No the, I, I, I'm only going to use the initials. Things? I'm just going to use the initials. FG was the sole contributor and donor to both of these socialist workers party, a.k.a. the enemy campaigns. And, you know, I just knew that was coming, but I didn't expect an ineligible candidate to come in. I didn't expect uh, a crazy police officer, not crazy, but an intense police officer who gets arrested in the middle of the campaign to jump into the race, Frank Pichel. Like, it was... uh, this this woman Marie, she was a she's a college student. She she jumped in the race. Like none of these people suffered through what I had to suffer through because of my opponent connecting himself to Bitcoin at the best time possible. He connect that was his issue. That's what politicians do. That was his issue, and he got his moment. That's fine. But my original strategy was to take the vote and really blast it say look there's no such thing as an heir in a democracy and we need to prove it by showing that the winner should have more than 21,782 votes and I set up my campaign I ran every single aspect down to the financials the same way I am now 
because the only way that this city is ever going to become clean, ethical, and like, you know, very much respectable to other people when they come here, especially, is is leadership and coordination. There's just no coordination now. It's just you always expect chaos. We really need stability at this moment, and we're just getting instability one day after another. You haven't heard from, you know, you know the mayor in months because things have gone terribly. And the one thing that I'm really proud of is I never once reacted to the loss and said, I told you so to anyone. I never, ever did it. Like, I humbly took it as, okay, a lot more people were out to get me than I thought. Like, I mean, you don't want to come off petty either to, you know, the public or whoever else around you. No, and that's why I emphasize runner-up now, because I got all those other sham candidates, ineligible candidates, ghost candidates. I got more than all of them combined. Like, I made a movement within COVID, you know. I had to knock on doors, go to a million Zooms, create a build a year's worth of relationships real quick because I smelled something funny. And literally, nine, like, two weeks after I filed my campaign papers in November, November 19th, 2020, two weeks later, I believe December 4th, um, the tweet came. Hey, what about let's move Silicon Valley to Miami? And... Like, How can I help? No, and that was the beginning of his campaign. But I, I, I was in the race already. For two weeks, you know, I had my bank account ready. I had my website ready. I'm just like, okay, you know what? This is going to be more David and Goliath than I saw, thought. And you know what? It ended up being, but I learned from it, and I turned losses into lessons. And yeah, the dude, only way. here I am. Here I am fighting again, you know, 15 months later. You feel like a boxer. We, we were talking about boxing on the walk in here. Like, I'm coming in this grassroots 45 days notice boom produce a campaign okay okay you do what you gotta do but that's what a person who wants to manage coconut grove to morningside needs to react like that you can't just be like oh yeah like you know climate change blah 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 like can't be ken russell no no but you can't be like (laughs) like no but you just have to be very attentive you can't have special interest which is why i believe that a grassroots candidate you're in the wrong commission no but but (laughs) that's so why do you think they don't want me there yeah absolutely like you you disturb the the order of things dude that's the worst part about it but you know what on the flip side um i'm kind of a little bit all over here but um there's a lot of people that like the way things are run because it keeps out socialists and communism. And those are a lot of your constituents or people around in, in the city of Miami. Not They'd rather that than someone like our Acevedo who brings in Austin type of culture. And so what do you say to that? You know, it's not, constituents too. Like, but that's not district two. That's not district two. Coconut. Right. But had you been mayor? Well, had I been mayor, then those are your constituents. Oh, of course. And look, it's not a Republican or Democrat thing on a municipal level. It's it's a, a practical and diplomatic, you know, situation. You have yeah, to, but people tend to lean certain ways. You can lean certain ways, but you have to do the right thing for your community. You know, you could, there's a right and a wrong way That's to do answer, things. Yeah. You know, it, it's just there's right and wrong things to do. Like, do you tear down parks? No. 
You don't do those kinds of things. Do you shut down restaurants? No. Do you like, what does that sound like to you? Because to me, that doesn't sound like democracy. It's a mini dictatorship, yeah. I mean, hey, I didn't want to be the one to say it. You know, it's, it's, and that is what I want to bring transparency to here is I, we need to know where the money of this city is going because we have real issues at hand when it comes to flooding, when it comes to mitigating the climate crisis. And look, as a right leaning talk show, I'm not going to, but you guys have seen Brickle. You've seen, Every you've seen Edgewater, you've seen South Bayshore Drive, like it's unlivable, like already sometimes. Now go back to that Hurricane Andrew. Now go back to that Hurricane Andrew and think about how catastrophic that was and how long it took us to rebuild. Now you see like why one storm could like be like a game changer. And I don't mean to strike fear into people, but I mean in terms of sidewalks and stuff like that, like it's the cost that it takes to rebuild it and the fact that we move so slow to begin with. We are in 2023 and we're more car heavy than ever. So the only way to make better traffic is to <laughs> either lessen vehicles or improve. Public mm. transportation. Exactly. And like the city commission, they banned scooters in District 2. Like, why are they making the decisions? About why? I mean, there has to be some reason. Because it's a safety hazard. Oh. Well. It was Alex, it was Commissioner the Up Yeah, yeah. He's District 1, right? Yeah, he's District 1, but it's one of those things where why Why does he have such a a grudge? No, but this leads to a bigger point. Um, I knew you were going to touch on Virginia Key. Why is everyone touching on District 2's? I was going to say shit, but here I just said it anyways. I mean, you could say whatever. Yeah, but, you know, I've done a good job this cycle of not using one bad word, and that was the first one. Um, because it's, I, my, it's my energy. It brings it out of you. Dude, <laughs> I, I wish you would be talking more and not me, but it, one thing <clears throat> does really lead to another in this story that, you know, I just nuances and, like, it's just genuine belief that when – so when I, when I went to Belen Jesuit mm – -hmm. I broke Michael Vick's Nike Combine all-time spark record, which is just a number. But for one second in the world, before social media was huge, before everything, like, I was number one in the world at something. And when they interviewed me after, like, I was like, holy crap. Like, the plan of leaving to Belen and never playing and just never playing, you did it. You, that was you, pretty wild, yeah. You spoke it into existence. <laughs> Two weeks after that, I broke my back. Wow. Yeah. How? Um, dude, one of the, I don't want to get into the, just let's say, wait, let's just say weightlifting. Okay. Um, anyways, um, so that was my huge moment of like rising up and realizing no one, no one can outwork me. Like I was the 5'10 white Hispanic kid from Miami that was there with, the Ohio State recruits, uh, Deron Carter, Chris Carterson, and Kayvon Webster, a Super Bowl champion. And I had the highest score in combined 40, shuttle, vertical, and powerball toss. The powerball toss was the new one, and I had been training for it. So there's this YouTube video. And they interview me, and I say, they ask me what my name is. And I'm like, Max Martinez, Belen Jesuit. 
Max Martinez. So every time people who don't know me before, but they know me from football world, introduce me. Are, In that manner. I'm Max Martinez, ambassador of Belen Jesuit. And it's like, they definitely do not see me as that way. But the one coach that gave me the opportunity, that guy, I, Coach Stewart, mm. all-time winningest coach in Miami-Dade County history, by the way. Like, that's not a lie. He really is. I don't know I do. Yeah, he is. And it, he took care of me. Dude, I couldn't come back until four games left in my senior season. And I was committed to Princeton. They dropped the offer. Duke stopped looking at me. Cornell stuck with me, and I ended up going there. And that was my route eventually outside of Miami. That's how I gained perspective in the world. The Miami bubble is real, bro. So I went it's from a different world out there. So I went from Episcopalian white school to Jewish school to to very very Jesuit Catholic school to an Ivy League school. It's like culture worlds. They're all just different, different worlds planets, for me. Yeah. And you know Cornell, like it was just hard. Majored in government, didn't know why. Um, never planned on being a lawyer, and you know things just happened to like work out like that like I couldn't transfer out of the arts and sciences school so I stuck with government I didn't have like the best grades or anything but I have a Cornell degree for it so at 14 I do believe that I made the right choice but how that connects into my adulthood is like a lot of the people I'm fighting like against right now like are people that technically would be supporting me if I was one of their own and determining what they're... It's the Game of Thrones, baby. Hey. Come on. Hey. <laughs> Let's circle back to the FTX scandal. Um, what are your thoughts on how that was managed? Well, And to, also, what would you have done differently had you been mayor? Okay, I just would never sign a deal with such a new company in such an unknown industry. That's just reckless, okay? Like, I, I mean... Staples Center is no longer Staples Center. It's Crypto.com Arena. Like, yeah. it's different. Like, things are changing everywhere. But they didn't choose FTX. And somehow everything certain people touch down here turns to just complete crap. Like, it's just been the story of every single thing they touch. It just it's to make a quick buck, usually. Those things are not sustainable. Well, it's just it's the type of people you associate yourself with. And if you continue to associate with these types of people and these types of faces and these types of deals and these last names, you know, and then elect them, you are never going to see any change or progress. And we need to do our best to keep things in check in terms of, you know, what progress has Miami, the city made really like in, in a long time? Like what, what do you consider progress? And I don't mean take it from, like, such a serious, like... No, it's true. I mean, aside from the big boom that we we have, we can't claim anything. Like, with New Yorkers moving down, Californians moving here, that's all we can fucking say. Like, what else can we and actually say Miami has done? And the industry's an, an imaginary coin. Yeah. Like, 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 does that not sound like... like, like yeah, I, have I a mean, whole, a whole episode about that. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, absolutely. Um. So... Exp- <laughs> With everything you experienced, why'd you come back? I came back because I lived in Madrid. 
And I realized that that I lived in San Francisco where I founded a startup and worked for Instagram for a little while on the verification badge. Then I went and worked for a guy in New York who was my best friend growing up's dad. And he hired me to the, be the, the, the manager of venture capital at this firm. Bro, this guy is also the guy that donated $100,000 to Francis's pack on my birthday during the election. It was the most, it was so... Dude, it was crazy. It was crazy. But anyways, then I went to Madrid for a little while. And I moved back. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been targeted. I've been targeted. And I'm just saying that because, like, I've seen the way that this, quote-unquote, Miami Matrix, like, truly operates. Like... I don't know where the draining money is going, like, really. Like, I, it's it's hard. They're telling you they're putting it into these projects. And there are the climate resiliency team and all these people are working so hard to do their jobs. But, like, do you see these five guys right now? I mean, and Christine, or whoever's elected, excuse me, um, just sitting in there talking about, like, yo, what happens if uh, Brickle gets overflowed? Like... Yeah, I can't picture that. Like, 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 that's my point. And someone actually does need to, like, actually care about that. Like, and really, like, kind of, like, show tangible evidence. Hey, I did something <laughs> to stop all of this. And that's why I don't look at any of my other opponents as equal. I suffered when you sat through comfort to earn a leadership position in this city. There is no way... I am ever going to look at you as my equal because you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've seen. Oh, but you can't and, go in there like, and you know, I, I don't, antagonizing them either because that's not going to get you anywhere. I, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of understanding every issue from Morningside to Coconut Grove and recent experience, like, I can tell you what the drama is going on in every neighborhood. Like, no other candidate can do that. I've just recently experienced it 15 months ago because I was running a citywide election. I got 1,260 votes in District 2. You know, that's what a lot of people are considering a target win number in this election. So, you know, take it for what it is. I feel like I've been disrespected in terms of, like, the way the Herald writes about it. And I declined my invitation to the Herald op-ed forum. I am going with the alternative. Well, they're a little. I'm going, but I'm going. They're a little. That's my, that, <laughs> but that's literally why I'm saying I'm not with that establishment. I'm not going to let you take two, two hours out of my day to just not do anything for me. Once they've done it to you and you learn from it, mm-hmm. like the second time around, you can't repeat that mistake. And last year I was the only one that showed up to the interview basically and Fool me once, fool me twice, right? I'm just like, yeah, like, I know you're not on my team. It's all good. So, yeah, what's up to the Miami Herald? <laughs> what's up to the Miami Herald and the editorial board? I don't know why you guys have such a grudge with me, but thing is, is it goes higher. I'm just going to get real with you right now. I'm just about to get really real with you. Let's do it. Miami Herald. Francis Suarez is sitting courtside seats at the member in the playoffs. I've or seen, the ball. Yeah, 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 you remember that. I remember that. So he was with Jamal Mashburn. That's the regional manager for the McClatchy Company. Which owns Miami Herald, yeah. 
if you own the media, you own the reality, you know, you here I am, you know, sounding like Andrew Tate, you know, he, no, telling you, telling you that the, the it, people with money and media and influence, they will do anything they can to stop you in any way. And I, dude, I lost 2000 followers. I, I could not get a single tweet retweeted by a single person. I'm a registered Democrat. It was my first time running. Kind of thought they would endorse me after all this hard work of almost knocking on 80, almost 80,000 doors. Like, like in terms of talking to people, mm -hmm. just they didn't endorse me. And that's when I was realized, like, holy shit. Like this. Well, they say the game is rigged, right? Maybe, Dude, maybe there's some truth to that. But the thing is, it's is not you just, it's the game is rigged, but you, it's just another sport. You just have to understand the rules and learn how to play it. And you can play it with your own style, your own flair, your own twist as as long as you get the job done and you get the priorities taken care of. I mean, dude, if you're the one to break the wheel, like my tip of the hat to you, you know what I mean? Because I even did an episode uh, about some shit that was going on with the Miami-Dade public school system and kids. And the superintendent at the time was fucking the, the journalist that was covering education for the Miami Herald. So that's not a conflict of interest at all, but it was the way that you know the cookie crumbled. It's and funny; it, it's, it's everywhere in this, in this, in the county, not even just the city. I'm just gonna say I've heard similar. I've I've heard I've seen similar. Excuse me, I've seen similar, and it's you know it's a it's a toxic culture that has really emanated amongst Miami because. Like the whole because Miami movement, like like the oh we're getting into Billy now. No, we're not gonna get we we can get into Billy and whatever, but we can all admit that because Miami is just a truly defeated mentality. You believe that there is no reason. It's the way that it is. But they have indoctrinated you <clears throat> to feel that way by never ever and grift off of it. Exactly, like it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's so ugly and. You know, the city needs a lot more transparency. So, so yeah, I, I forgot what the question was, but... No, but we, we went into good waters, so... Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, you splice, splice it up, splice it up. But I don't even know if I answered the FTX question, but I did, yeah, I did. You did. Um, I, did. I did. Now that you brought up Because Miami, I know you have a history with Corbin, which is... Not a history. Well, uh, it's not a history. I, some I sort of... I was hoping Billy romantic would... Romantic dance... No, I was just hoping Billy would, uh, like, show kind of, like, I thought the enemy of my, you know, the, the saying, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm -hmm. like, Wrong. Like, media. I mean, like, uh, this is no disrespect, but 20% of Billy's, like, Instagram posts are, you know. 20. 20%, uh, I'm saying. I'd say a little more than 20. Well, I'm I'm just trying to be respectful. <laughs> um, I'm not. You know, and, and I, I've worked so hard to say Never say I told you so to anyone. And like to see when people benefit off that pain and it really is hurting residents. Like, dude, I was in the trenches. Like I was a, I was in neighborhoods you'd never walk through. I, I just not not in a violent way, not in anything. You just never heard of them. You you have no idea they exist. Like have you ever been to the silver trailer the silver court trailer park? No. Right there. It's it's so it's it's right on the corner and the edge of coconut uh, of Coral Gables and the city of Miami and Douglas, right where the auto dealerships are, no. there's a trailer park. Really? Back there? With six lanes. 
Did I even know that was there? It's a little community, but they have no trees whatsoever. So they literally just got the hot sun. It's right across the street from... So you know where it gets... You know how you can tell the difference between Miami and Coconut Grove? I mean, in Coral Gables? The trees. Oh, yeah. Fancy trees. Right when those trees start... It's city of Miami. And it's trailer parks. Yeah. It goes from trailer parks to trees. I'm surprised no one's trying to buy, buy that land out and get those people out of there. Not, you know, I mean, just because it happens, not because I'm trying to get them out of there. And then they'll, the culture they'll, re, they'll rename it Little Coral Gables. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like that's what they'll do. The PR spin. I'm just saying it, it's it's the same repeating cycle. It is a re- the same repeating cycle. Um, how do you feel about, I mean, we kind of already... T- Touched on it, but expand a little bit. You're going to be working, say, when? Let's manifest this fruit. Not if, oh, yeah. When? February 1st, yeah. 28th, I'm ready to go, when man. you're sitting belongs alongside these heavy hitters, right? Because they, they have a name for themselves. You know, you got somebody nicknamed the Godfather. Bro, someone, right? someone that plays the Godfather theme music at the introduction of the... No, he, no they did not stop. Yeah, he, <laughs> they do he, that? He did that at the introduction. Wait, he did that or someone did that? Carroyo. Carroyo did that for himself? Literally pulled out his phone for the new police not. chief swearing after <laughs> our Acevedo got fired because of him. <laughs> Like that's the type of char- oh that's God. the type of character that I'm I'm willing to go fight for the people of Miami with, and let me tell you, it's you're you're just welcoming a lot of like real yeah. anger and bullshit into your life, pretty much. No, like you're absolutely right. like just straight up. Like I honestly, until this special election happened, like I was finally phasing. I had a book ready. I was phasing out of Miami politics, and now that's a now that last name is just a regular word in the day, you know. Like who's who did that? Uh, Carroyo, you know. Like okay, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't think he's a good commissioner because of the obvious. However, if this was like a movie type thing and you saw him like externally and you were not affected, I'd be like, that's a pretty based character because he does whatever the fuck he wants. He's like a like a, like a villain type shit. You know what you I wanna, mean? You want to hear something crazy? But. No, go. It's real life. <laughs> it, no, it is. It's yeah, totally it's real, real life. life. And you want to know how long it's been going on? He first oh. became city manager in 1979. No? Oh, 1979? Just the fact that I it's... I found an article from the 80s, and I was just like, damn, fa- this guy's been around since the 80s? It's no joke. Like, it's no joke whatsoever. This guy is the... He runs it. Like, look, we just need to come to a mutual ground, my man. I'm not trying to threaten. <laughs> like, just give me... Like, I'm not going to spend money like Francis. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm trying to do that. Just trying to protect the richest and most tax paying, highest insurance paying residents of your city that you sold real estate to, that everyone sold real estate to. And, and, and like, (laughs) when I say they, you know, the government isn't supposed to be doing that, but that's what they did. And why we're in this debacle. This cry, these crises, multiple, like (laughs) you, you can say, Hey, What's your latest on the crises and like which one? The environmental, the traffic, you know, the So what's your strategy with these guys? Like what do you what do you plan on like how are you gonna push back? I'm gonna find opportunities that work for the both of us. You know, find PPPs that are gonna invest in our communities that are gonna bring the best resources to the youth of the, each community. Like we have empty baseball fields right now, but we have a hundred tennis courts in the city of Miami. We have almost 80 basketball courts like in district two there is none there are none that are indoor in the city of miami 
there's no indoor tennis whatsoever. Like Jose Marti is an indoor gym, Virix an indoor gym, but we need to weatherproof our city because we've been experiencing rain for 35% of the year forever since we've been here, you know, and it's only gotten progressively worse. But every time it rains, we lose resources because it's not covered. Like basketball courts going, only NBA player that we have is Udonis Haslam. That's it. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr., fine. Like, okay, because, you know, he played at Palmetto, but he's Tim Hardaway's son at the same time. You know, I mean, the Udonis, and that's now year 20. 21. I don't even know he grew up here. He grew up in Miami? Yeah. Oh. And, he, yeah, he's from Liberty City. And, th- dude, that's why UD's is a legend, though. You know, that's why... I know he's a hella loved, and he's a great player, too. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where um, we need to preserve that history. And what I want to do is I want to get, like, athletes to invest in community centers and stuff like that. Like, we need more than office and retail. Like, everyone's all about office, retail, and shopping, you know? It's because like, it makes money. Because it makes money, but it's why we're getting into a worse crisis every single day. Like, the you build another apartment complex, I have no problem with your real estate development. But if you're going to have, like, a 400-apartment complex go up, there better not be 500 parking spots. Because, you know, traffic is bad as it is. You can't continue to expound on all this already terrible traffic and just add an influx of new cars that were never there before they can because it's somebody else's problem in a few years once you're out of there well the goal mentality man well so i I call it the brickle bridge mentality it's like the makes sense the brickle bridge mentality is that you wait for the rich and that's the way miami approaches time but we don't have time like that like they need to be paying a toll we need to be making money because you can't just ruin people's days, public transportation, and time like that. That's why you can always get away with being late in Miami. It's the most disrespectful thing. But the thing is, is everything's so poorly coordinated that traffic was bad. For me, on the way here today, traffic was perfect. I left so early, but traffic was still... I got here at 340. Yeah. You know? The only but, person to ever get here on time, by but the way. I, but I could have easily so been late you. and said traffic. Yeah, I could have easily absolutely. been late and said traffic because, and you would have to believe me. You just, you wouldn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. But it's just never been good. And transportation. It's also a good excuse for getting late to work, so. It, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's an excuse for everything. Yeah. That's my whole issue. And they defer things. Like, why are we still going over Coconut Grove Playhouse? Why are we still going over Marine Stadium? Why are you trying to throw homeless people on Virginia Key? Like, why are you continuously attacking Everything in District 2. Like, I need to go out there and protect District 2. Like, you already have left Grand Avenue desolate since before I was born. I want to bring storefronts there that cater to their needs and bring out the best in their talent and give them actual, like, opportunities. But you need someone who's going to go actively seek that out. And what I'm saying is, is I'm going to seek that out for my community, but I'm going to see... If Commissioner Reyes would like one that fits within his, you know, district. What district is he again? He's four. Um, Yeah, he's four. (laughs) When you ask, when you answer so quickly. Um, Yeah, it's just one of those things that it's like the bar, like you do me a solid, I do you a solid. Like something I wrote in a questionnaire, an idea that I came up with was 
Grove Central is this new complex that is going to be built by the Met. Do you know Grove Central is? No. So it's actually in District 4. It's on the other side of US 1. And we're, as a county, trying to move towards transit-oriented development to, you know, use less cars. Like, you know, no, not as many cars. We can't, like, afford to have as many cars. We, in District 2, are the crisis of it. We are the absolute crisis, and the bridge is that middle breaking gap of the city. It splits the city in half so far that you fill it up to Homestead, so far that you almost fill it up to to Fort Lauderdale. I have just no other way. Yeah, it splits the city in half. And when you waste people's time like that, you, you just show complete lack of respect and lack of responsibility for the type of work that you're doing. And... That's what I feel like needs to be changed and held accountable in this government. And I'm not going to go after the other commissioners. I'm going to work with them. I'm going to redefine what this job looks like because I'm not a real estate developer. Hey, I don't know. Do I get a secretary? Okay, cool. You get one. You get a chief, whatever. Okay, I got one. You know, I know who I'd pick, everything. Like, I know all that stuff. Hey, like, schedule this meeting with these people and let's get this done. Let's get this done. There's one commission meeting a month. They schedule it on a week, like a Thursday morning, so that people don't go and restrict their voices. You know, they purposely... But that's what I'm saying. They're suffocating time. They suffocate time. That's what they're the masters of. They love to have you as the prisoner of the moment. This is a really big uphill battle for you, my friend. Yeah. This is. It is. It is. But, you know... (laughs) You're going to age like a leather bag in the next couple years. (laughs) Dude, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I came to that conclusion the other day when I saw gray hair. I, I was like, damn, it's already really happening. It's really happening. I'm 30. Like, I got it from a little bit of my beard, but damn. Wait till you seek re- re-election. You got to sun your balls, bro. That's how you stay young. Dude, it's sun and balls, <laughs> man. That's that's literally how I got into you. I found it so strange, but you made it a lifestyle. Thank you made it a lifestyle. Because it is, dude. guys. Sun yeah. your balls. Dude, sun In your, every way, figuratively, ba- metaphorically. Yeah, man. Sun, sun the balls of life, dude. <laughs> Before we um, run out of time, we have like 10, 15 minutes left. Um, I want to touch on Virginia Key because I did an episode with... Uh, with Saw Esther that. on Saw that. that. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, what's happened. Um, I <clears throat> post that I didn't keep up. The last thing I saw was that they removed the trust due to lack of uh, mat- correct management of funds or whatever. I don't know if that was true. I don't know what, what I lost track with that after. What, what are your thoughts on what happened and how's that going now? The way she was treated was terribly, and they just encroached on her business and destroyed it. It's a tactic that, you know... Pe- like a ball and chain type of situation. I, yep, I didn't yeah. want to say it, but it's a tactic. I mean, that's it is been, what it is, it, it's, it's a tactic that's been used, and we need, we need mediators here. But here the issue is, is like, this is District 2. What's your issue? Or what are you doing? Like, why do you have so much authority towards making this decision? Like... This woman runs an outdoor center for a living. Now, I, I mean, I know what she's doing now, and, you know, her. she's been supportive towards helping me understand, like, her people. Um, but it's heartbreaking to think that a government would take your beach away and throw a bunch of homeless people on it with no resources instead. 
The, sorry to interrupt you. The last I heard, that wasn't there. I mean, while they still control the area, they're not placing the homes there anymore, right? They're, that's another. They're doing an unincorporated Miami Dade, or is that still going through? Everything's always up in the air with these people, right? Like, that's what I'm trying to get is absolute, absolute clarity. But the one thing I do know is that there will, I will always vote no against any type of real estate development on Virginia Key because if you destroy our water and you do anything to Virginia Key that is not natural, with you already have, you know, the plant on there, yeah. you would be doing something catastrophic to Miami's economy. I mean, it's a disrespectful, racist taunt by a commissioner, and it's a deprivation of one of the city's most beautiful resources from its residents, all because someone has grudges. And they all happen in District 2. It's like District 2 needs a leader that can be everywhere and, and you know, protect protect the turf. It's, it's happening in Morningside, too, and they're knocking down things in the park. They're just knocking things down and moving one over. I made a, a little clip uh, explaining, like, the happenings on, on Instagram, and it made it on NBC, you know, no big deal. Oh, but um, I'm just talking shit. It did, though. Um, and a piece of it was something that I found about Carroyo. He was trying back in the 80s to develop uh, in that area. Yeah. So it goes back to, to and guess what? three decades ago, four decades ago. I don't even know where, where you were at. Guess anymore. what? A lot of people don't know this. He's eligible for mayor in 2025. No. You think he'll I run? mean, I think one commissioner wants it, but I think another one wants it more. That's the way I, I see, see it right I can, now. I can see people voting for him, man. No, but I can see 1v1, two, ver two of them. I'm, I'm not going to mention which two, but the only other one that sent holiday cards to everyone else in every other district. Um, you know, I'm not going to say his name. I, mean, I, don't, but I don't know that, it, that deep it, into the, yeah, it's like, the drama with the Yeah, the that's how so that's how deep the drama is, though. I just, and I just talk about it casually. <laughs> well, you know, in their defense, every institution in Miami is run like a high school. So... That's just the culture everywhere, dude. You know, yeah. like not not to exonerate them of you know being pieces of shit, but that's yeah. unfortunately that's just everywhere you go, man. Absolutely, but you know you can't let people, you can't let the government bully people like oh, 100%. that. Like that. Mister Unvaccinated over here, how did you feel about being bullied by your government? This is next level bullying. These are human rights violations, like taking away parks to throw homeless people you're, on them. You're absolutely right. Like I'm sorry, that just does not look good and for and optics. Like, dude, the Mi the Miami police car. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that today? That was a little. That was a little like much. like like like. To draw Africa what, on there. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, just tell to, me. I mean, like, look, I'm. I and who has who has a directive over that? I honestly have no idea who's the art director for my city of Miami police cars, but I know. Yeah, but does that come like from a directive from the chief, or is it the mayor that has a suggestion? Like, I don't know. Dude, that's a PR stunt, though. But it's so it's just racially backwards. It's like not something that like you celebrate on a police car. You don't do that. You don't celebrate Black History Month by yeah, saying it was so. a little ironic. No, that's that's a message. That's a that's how this city views minorities and poor people. Honestly, I'm dead serious. We live in a police state, which is a good and bad thing for many reasons, and we can debate that another time. But the rich people of District Two love their police. So 
I don't talk about the way the police treat people over there, but I'm not going to get into that subject. That's a, that's a heavy hitter. Yeah, yeah it's a heavy we hitter. We talk about that but, for a whole hour. But, 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 you know, like, I root for everybody black. Like, I'm a, like, I understand, like, it was a different struggle for you. You know, it's that's one thing that you just got to get. It's not Democrat. It's not Republican. Like, I don't think I've given you any liberal type answers or party leaning side well, answers. I don't know where you're at. I'm well, just well <laughs> I'm just saying it's like one of those things you need to understand that it's just diplomat. It's just being a diplomat. Oh, 100%. If you're, if you're in any role where you're representing constituents, you need to represent their views. And whether they go against your views or, or with your views, you're there to represent them, right? What they want, what's best in their, in, in, in their interests and all that good stuff, so... But that's where the media comes in. And this this is why, you know, I asked you, hey, can I please be on your show? I, I need a voice. I've had it restricted before because once they do it once, they're going to do it again. Yeah, this is why you 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 decline the Herald and you come to what Josue has to say. Hey, that's that's going to be first. the new that's going to be the new move. You know, <laughs> you want to get on the political map for first grassroots candidate to ever fucking get elected to the Miami City Commission. That would be the dopest thing ever. That and I believe it because I'm going to speak it into existence. But, yeah, man, I, I just appreciate being here. I love that. My last question for you before we wrap up. How are you going to prevent from being corrupted, guy? Just look at my finances. Just look at my finances. You'll be transparent. Like, go look at my, my fundraising records. I think I raised 5100 the first cycle with, like, 1800 expense. I do my campaign finances. Like, I can't slip up. Because you know what they say, like it's you, sometimes you go into politics, you know, with the right mind space, and then you just end up part of the grassroots, though. Grass, like, yeah, and but how many people have started grassroots and they end up? So I, this is a terrible comparison to make on the show, but how much does the Miami City Commission need, like an AOC type of person, <laughs> but to match that those people's energy? Someone that will ruffle their feathers. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh, like I'm not going to say male because that's I'm not. <laughs> but, but, but that is the culture you're dealing with at the yeah, same yeah. time. And I, I'm being respectful to everybody right now. But like I've shown you that I'll fight. Like you, you should have killed me. You should have killed me because careful what you because I'll because. <laughs> Because uh, I get back up. And then I, the Miami Herald is the one to report it. My, my, the Miami Herald doesn't write it. Miami Herald just doesn't write it, dude. The Miami Herald, oh, my God. One of their bots, you know, mentions it in a little news headline. Like Terrible. Yeah, but that's what happens when you get purchased by a, a huge hedge fund. You know, that's yeah. that's and that's where your news comes from. Like people need to understand that your news. They were going bankrupt, though, and they just, they, the, the, the vulture saw, and they were like. And they came in and. You know, I actually at the time, quick anecdote, I worked for this company um, and they moved into the Miami Herald building that's in Doral. Uh, so I worked from there for a few times a week. That building was, bro, scraps. Scraps. They used maybe a fourth, if that, of that entire huge facility. And I can tell that at some point that building had a... Like they had a breastfeeding room and like a spa room and like all these features. Like yeah. at some point, the building had empty skeletons, like like webs, and it's like, yeah. bro, this was prior to the to the McClatchy yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. acquisition. Um, you seen how it looks now? I don't. I don't know. No, I don't know what. It, I don't know. Who, 
I just imagine they're, no they're on a work I, from I home. I left that place. They're on a work from home basis now. Probably. Maybe. Like, why would you really go into the office anymore if you're a reporter? You know, that's, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't have a good relationship with the Herald. So <laughs> it's one of those things where do what you do, Harold. Keep doing you. Keep doing you. Um, last thing, tell your constituents or anyone that can be involved how, when to vote. It's the 27th, but where to go, how to find where they need to go. What's, how do you actually so, get them there? Yeah. So if you go to my website, which is just maxformia.com, the first thing you'll see is request vote by mail. I suggest that just because a Monday and a three day early voting period You're before the right wing. No, no, no. I know. I I get that. But but look, so to the right wing people, like I am fighting something that's bigger than partisan. I I need to be calculated about how many votes I'm getting. Like I need to know. Like I I can't personally like tell you I'm I want a surprise at the end of the day. I need to know exactly who is going to I make people take screenshots. Did you get the vote by mail? Did you get the vote by mail? Because this is a game of really close numbers and yeah, there's all, absolutely. yeah so it, it's one of those things that i just need to be confident in in getting there and, and really pushing through and and if it doesn't work out i've never i'm just haven't thought about it in the past 15 days since this started all 17 you know but yeah it's it's been a dream dude it's been crazy it's been crazy actually I bet it has. Yeah, man. I, I got to be at my elementary school the other night with my mom, like, 20 years later. Damn, full circle. Yeah, man. Like, you know, like I'm meant for this shit. Like, I'm meant for this moment. But I just always wanted to be humble and, you know, really give back to a city that's always been, had a reputation of being incompetent. Because that's not true. That's not true. It's that these people have been deprived of a lot here, even though they got, like, everyone will get mad because Cubans got immigration status, blah, blah, blah. But, like, trust me, even Cuban people down here, they didn't have the same, because the city of Miami is, like, resources and stuff. Like, it's like, what you, you can do so much better of a job taking care of your people. Like, there aren't dog parks west of Biscayne Boulevard. Some people just settle because they're scared to, you know. It's a defeated mentality yeah, because yeah, right, Miami, right. you know, and that needs to be ended. And, at least started. At least start the movement, you know. So one more time, go to your website, request. Sorry. No, no. Just yeah, <laughs> I got off track. Mail in for those that don't want to mail in. Is there for an those alternative? Are, for those who don't want to mail in, you can go Friday through Sunday, February 25th through February 24th through February 26th at either the Lemon City Branch, the Stephen P. Clark Government Center, or City Hall on a Monday. This is why I had to bring up vote by mail because, or, you know, vote early because this, yeah, it's yeah. on a Monday for a reason. They yeah. don't want you to make it, yeah. you know. So, like, make sure you get out there. Like, I, dude, I love Republicans, man. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm an independent person that's trying to do the absolute right thing for my hometown and the district I was born in, grew up in. It's like, the writing's on the wall. Like, I'm, I'm speaking this into existence and going full force. And whatever happens, happens. But it, it'll always happen for a reason. Absolutely. So. And that's what we need. I think we need more people that are that are involved and actually care about their community 
or their country or, or whatnot actually do right by by their constituents and by their by their land, right? Not by their self interest. Yeah, absolutely. So, Max, buddy, thank you for coming on. No, thank you thank for you having for sharing me, your man. story. I really appreciate you. And good luck, man. Thank you. Thank this. you. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, guys, that's all the time we got for today. As always, and as I said in the beginning of the podcast, please like, subscribe, share, do all the things. And that's all the time we got. So as always, no se metan con nadie para que nadie se las meta. See you later.